This is Daisen Shui X, the podcast, episode 104 for the week of November 25th, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything, Dragon Ball, in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. I am your host for today, that would be me, Julian, and um, yeah, I've got some nice people over there in New Jersey helping me out today. Let's introduce them. To my proverbial left is Michael Abree. What's Say up, hi. dude? Oh, you know, the usual. The Being usual? here in Japan, yeah. sitting here in my apartment, avoiding nice. cleaning, which I should do. Cool. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. You're the host. Keep going. Come on. On my proverbial left is Mary. Say Hello. hi. Hi there. Hey. Hey, how's that weather in Japan anyway? Is it cold? Because it's kind of um, cold here. I'm further south than you guys, so it's a little warmer, but it's getting colder. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty hot yesterday for Thanksgiving, which was really kind of bizarre. It didn't really feel much like Thanksgiving at all, and today, boom, went back to freezing, so. Happy eat until you vomit day! Oh, I wish. I didn't eat that yeah. much. Well, it was yesterday, but whatever. It's not like that here. Yeah, Julian, what happens over there on Thanksgiving for you uh, gaijin, I guess? Well, for the fourth Thursday in November, pretty much nothing. You go to work. Um, <laughs> sometimes I think there's places that cater to foreigners that do it. But, I mean, it's really just American foreigners because, you know, Canada has Thanksgiving in October. So, right. anyhow, I also discovered that it is really difficult to procure a turkey here. Oh. Not that I'd be able to cook it at all with my measly setup in the kitchen, but just for, I guess, sentimental sake. But no, no, it's a bird native to the Americas, and being that it is incredibly expensive to import them, they just don't really have it here. In fact, several people asked me on Thursday what it tasted like. <laughs> I, told, I told them it tasted good. Yes, Tastes good. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Julian, do you have any Dragon Ball anecdotes for us this week, I was invited to eat lunch with the second graders at the elementary school this week. A number of them have Dragon Ball stationery and various other things, Aww, which I cute. said, hey, Dragon Ball stuff. And they're like, hey, you like it cool? That or too? That's cool. You're creepy. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> All right, it's not cool. like I'm preying on these children. It's just that we have similar interests. No, of course not. I know. You're, you're friendly with the second graders in every country. It's cool. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> Boat, man. Mary, Stop. what's up this with is you? What you say that Andrew. Andrew's the creepy That's one. That's right. You know, I <laughs> was going to say it, but I chose not to go there. I'm glad Julian did, though. I'm stealing the role of host back. <laughs> Mary! Yes? Anything going on with you? No, I spent the day cleaning today because You I, had the day off! I did, and it was rather productive. I cleaned, and now the place is dirty again, so I will have to clean tomorrow. It's not my fault. Yeah, I cooked dinner and it got dirty again, so exactly. you could be the nice gentleman who cleans up after the woman cooks. I can do that. I can take care of that. Then my parents came over because they were in the neighborhood, and I introduced them to Rock Band. And yes, well, I, I know. Said it we're going to get to that. You stayed home and played Rock Band with your parents. Yes. God. And my dad, who used to play drums, was surprisingly... He had some troubles. But it was fun. <laughs> I hope they enjoyed it. So that's Julian over in Japan, hanging out with the second graders. This is Mary over here, playing Rock Band with her parents. I guess that leaves me being the normal one who, you know, went to work and 
and went about his daily business and didn't interact with children or do any weird stuff like that. Mike Vegito EX, that's me. Let's talk about this year's show, what's going on. This is the Dragon Ball Podcast. If you haven't figured it out by now, we are going to talk about Dragon Ball stuff. This is going to be a fun episode because we're breaking it into two different recordings. We are going to do everything but the topic with our good friend Julian here. That's you. Say hello again. Hello. Yeah, that's Julian. That's the voice off in the distance. In where the topic would go, there will still be a topic. However, we will break away to a separate recording from what will be tomorrow evening for us. This episode, we are going to review Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition. Yes, this is the remastered version of the Chinese live-action movie. We are finally, Mary, going to sit through it for the first time ever. I first saw this movie back in high school in Chinese fan-subbed. I didn't watch it all the way through back then. I got the original American DVD pressing when it first came out over here. To this day, I have not sat through the whole movie. We are going to do so tomorrow night. I'm so scared. Not only are we going to do it, but we're going to have some friends come over and watch it with us. Basically, we're going to get them trashed and have them review the movie with us, because that is what it is going to take to sit through this movie. <laughs> Yes. Here's hoping. So look forward to that. I don't know who's going to be here. I'm pretty sure Jeff said he's going to come over because he lives around the corner from us now. And I think we're trying to get Mr. Deluxe to show back up again. So that'll be good time. I'm trying to bribe people by saying, I'll cook. Yeah, I'll cook. We'll play rock band after. Exactly, because I figure it's a, it's an inexpensive alternative to our usual going out to eat on a Saturday night, but I'm thinking, you know, we'll stay in, I'll cook some dinner for people, you know, we'll That's get right. you some drinks, we'll subject you to a horrible movie, and we'll see where the night takes us. Good deal. So that's the plan for this episode. Other stuff we got going on. We got your news. We got your topic. We got your releases. We got your emails. So unless anyone has any other stuff, I mean, this week I was at Target at 8 a.m. on Tuesday to get Rock Band. So happy. Second in line to get it. We've been playing that. Been playing Mario Galaxy. Uh, I've been playing some more Guitar Hero 3 every once in a while. The Halo theme just came out for free this week. Uh, Sparking Meteor. I don't think I've touched it in a week but we'll talk more about that later any other stuff before we get on with it anyone nope going once going twice it's out of here let's take it on to the news ah we had some interesting developments this week and the eternal struggle of how you say the Atari versus the Funimation. So if you've been following along with our show and at this point any other video game news source, everyone is talking about Atari, which is say specifically this is the American branch of Atari. I know that the Atari name is used elsewhere in the world and it's all under this uh, kind of branding of infogrames or infograms or whatever you want to call them. It's basically a name at this point. It's not the same Atari it used to be. My word is convoluted for this, so we'll just say that's what it is. We know Atari over here has been going down the tubes, losing lots of money. We learned a couple weeks ago that Funimation has said they're in breach of some kind of agreement. They're trying to steal back the Dragon Ball Z license from them. Uh, Specifically, Atari does Dragon Ball Z video games in North America and a couple other places abroad throughout the world. Latest development here, which affects Dragon Ball greatly, comes from Atari's latest quarterly report which uh, we should say noted an $8 million loss. Fantastic. I'll just uh, breeze through this here. We are party to two license 
agreements with Funimation Productions Limited, henceforth Funimation, pursuant to which we distribute the Dragon Ball Z software titles. On October 18, 2007, Funimation delivered a notice purporting to terminate the license agreements based on alleged breaches of the license agreements. We dispute the validity of the termination notices and have continued to distribute the titles covered by the license agreements. We in Funimation are currently in discussions regarding a, quote, standstill agreement that would permit them to discuss and attempt to resolve the issues under the license agreements that resulted in Funimation delivering the purported termination notice. There is no assurance that the parties will agree on the terms of the standstill or that they will be able to successfully resolve the issues under the license agreements. While we believe we have valid defenses to the purported termination, in the event that Funimation is successful in terminating the license agreements, it could have a material adverse effect on our results of operations and financial position. We have recorded an additional $2.8 million expense related to the Funimation dispute during the six months ended September 30th, 2007. This amount is comprised of an additional royalty expense of $1.2 million and $1.6 million related to minimum advertising commitment shortfalls. As part of this dispute, we have reduced our Funimation prepaid license advance by approximately $0.8 million during six months ended September 30th, 2007, and have a liability of approximately $2.5 million as part of royalties payable as of September 30th, 2007. So, that's kind of a mouthful. What I want to talk about here is a little quote that said, Minimum Advertising Commitment Shortfalls. Take it away, folks. What does that mean? I think it has something to do with the amount that they're supposed to be promoting the games and maybe they haven't been living up to that maybe because it's too expensive for them that's i just started seeing a commercial for the game on tv like a week ago i wonder though because you know in past games they start advertising them before they come out i wonder if because of this like oh shit maybe we should put out a commercial for one of these games to show that we are still doing it you know back when uh, budokai 3 came out budokai 2 do you remember those commercials they were on constantly yeah it was getting obnoxious i mean we still watch futurama every night we would see these commercials were they on i mean we don't really watch the the tsunami time block or anything like that so maybe they're airing more of that during then but it's nothing like it was back then even though we have the same viewing schedule it just seems like we were so much more aware of those commercials back then uh even the the super dbz era we on the website in the podcast here filter magazine was handling the new media i guess you would say like internet advertising for atari through filter magazine we got a copy of super dragon ball z that we gave away on the, the podcast as a prize i tried to get in touch with Filter about stuff to see if we could give away future games and stuff. No one ever got back to me, so I don't know if Filter was no longer doing it, if someone else was handling it. Maybe Atari wasn't even trying to do that anymore. So, just by that alone, and whatever context I had, it looked like that fell apart and that didn't go on any further. So, it does seem like whatever Atari is supposed to be advertising has dropped off and hasn't met what we were expecting to see, what we did see a couple years back. Although, at the same time, Mary, you and I, (laughs) we go to Anime News Network before I uh, installed Adblock everywhere, and those <laughs> the Flash ads for Shin Budokai and Another Road, there'd be like the long one and then the yeah, short one. Yeah, there was like three on the page at once. Right. So, I mean, that was there, but that was about it. I don't know. I, maybe we're just not looking in the right places. And yeah, because I have Adblock installed everywhere now. Julian, do you have any other thoughts on this? Uh, looking through here, it looks like they're putting money into the dispute now. Yeah, it's weird because they don't have that much money to be throwing around do they no they have absolutely nothing like they're not they can't even take loans back from infograms anymore or something like that there's some crazy shenanigans going on here oh, um, 
all of their uh, filings and reports are saying we don't know if we can continue our business is getting kind of frightening for Atari. Yeah. I mean, does it affect us? We talked uh, last week, last few weeks, we've been talking about this a lot because new developments come out. Atari hasn't done any new games. Booze Fury and something right the last games that atari made on their own because we know that atari is no longer developing new games on their own last ones they did were dragon ball gt transformation which was a game boy advance game from august 2005 and then there was dragon ball z sagas for the gamecube psu and xbox from march 2005 so i guess you would say august 2005 was the last time any new atari in-house developed games and you could go on a limb say like webfoot developed is it really atari in-house but since then everything atari has put out has been a game licensed from Japan, Bandai Namco, who makes the games over there. So in two years, nothing new. Achari can't make it. Like, I don't even know what else to say. It seems like it's pretty inevitable now that Atari is going to lose the Dragon Ball Z license. Everything we read is pointing in that direction. They have no more money. Funimation wants the license back. Yes. Well, I think even if they don't, you know, lose the license per se, they'll probably end up going out of business at this rate. Yeah, in which exactly. case, they won't have any choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll keep up on this. We always uh, dig through their SEC filings and keep up on this stuff. So I guess we'll leave it there. We've got some more live-action DBZ news. Not the Chinese, the American one. This showed up on Kotaku uh, earlier this week, linking to tvazteca.com. So Mexican actress Camila Sodi uh, apparently auditioned for the role of Bulma. Thoughts? Who? Why should we care? <laughs> well, we... She had a drama of some... Yeah, I think she is in some Mexican... Uh, I was about to say Mexican J drama, but I guess that phrase doesn't really work. I guess an M drama? <laughs> the, the, the Mexican soaps, that kind of stuff. Uh, we've learned that the film is going to be shot down in Mexico, or at least we think it is. I mean, everything conflicts. So rather than hiring a real actress, let's just outsource you know the, the role to some Mexican cheap well, labor. Well, it, it, you know, a real actress, but you know, not one who's part of a union that would demand you know a salary, <laughs> demand money, payment at all. <laughs> well, we've got this Justin Chatwin guy, and we've got James Marsters. It's like something, I guess. So there you have it. I mean, we got to talk about it because it was out there, and you can look at pictures on Kotaku. So we got one last bit of news and this is only by extension Dragon Ball related because it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Julian Songoku GT over in our forum pointed us towards Blu-ray.com which notes the following. Toei International has announced that they are planning to release Klanad for Blu-ray on March 7th in Japan. This will be the first Blu-ray release for the studio and adds yet another strong content provider to the Japanese Blu-ray market. The release will make use of a new HD master which is said to have a beautiful image which cannot be reproduced with DVD. I do have a question about this, though. Okay. So, Toei is releasing this, but the animation is by Kyoto Animation. Oh. I don't know. I have no idea what It's like a weird distribution thing like we have here. Oh, that's very true. Maybe they're doing something like that. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, The the deal here is that Toei has chosen Blu-ray. So, what do we think about the future of Dragon Ball? We have these nice uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Box Masters, which are not in high definition, but do we think they can go back to whatever they have and do some eventual HD releases? Sure, why the hell not? Interesting. So, we'll keep an eye on Toei and what they do with high definition 
high-def formats in the future. It looks like they're choosing Blu-ray for now, and we'll see what they do to, I guess, counter Funimation, whatever they plan on doing, because the Japanese are always up in arms about this reverse importation nonsense. So there you go. That seems to be the news for the week. We're going to take it on over to the topic. So we have just watched Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition. Let's go around and say who is here. I am, I guess, the the host, the stuff, Mike, Vegeta, we X. Mary, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm not even buzzed. Uh, fantastic. You will be the voice of reason during <laughs> this review. Jeff! What? <laughs> what do you want from me? I can't see you. It's better off. You're behind me. It's better off. You watched a movie. I'm so utterly confused. And returning in grand fashion, Mr. Deluxe. I'm sleepy. Is your mic on? No. Maybe. Am I not talking loud enough? Yeah, talk louder. I can't. That movie drained every inch of my life force <laughs> we have just watched the uh, remastered version of the live action dragon ball chinese movie thing originally released as dragon ball the magic begins it has come out again it was called the magic begins <laughs> yes <laughs> sounds like a disney <laughs> disney logo Exactly. So now it is just Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition. Um, as a recap, I originally watched this movie in Chinese back in high school. I never sat through it then. I got the movie when it first came out on DVD, dubbed in English on DVD. Did I already say on DVD? When it came out here in the US, I still haven't sat through it. Despite doing panels and showing scenes from it and all that kind of stuff, still haven't sat through it. We did this evening for the first time I watched the whole movie. Mary, you were here. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you were here. Yeah. Joy, you're in the distance. You were here. Yes. Andrew, you were here. Not mentally. Okay. And we're here to review this movie. It sucks shit. What are you talking about? It was awesome. Holy crap, dude. Best movie ever. I'm going to start with Mary because if I don't mention it now, I'm going to forget it. You were saying that in this movie, there was Ranma music all over the place. Yeah, about four times they used music from Ranma, one half, the anime. And I noticed this because I was obsessed with that show back in the day. Were you? Yeah, so I don't know how they got away with this. I mean, obviously China's known for its multitude of bootlegs. Now, as I prepared another drink, you spot-checked the original DVD release, and it had different music? It seems that way. I mean, I only checked one scene at the end where Andrew noticed uh, a possible Danny Elfman song, but I didn't check for where that... uh, Because I couldn't remember where I heard the Ronma stuff, so... There's a lot of stuff, but you kept saying, hey, that's Ronma music. Yeah, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, well, maybe this is a famous, like, Chinese song, and, you know, they just used it. But then I kept hearing different... Background music's from the show, so I'm like, hmm, that's too fishy to be a coincidence. It was constant, and so you kept hearing it, and so you noticed it. Andrew, you mentioned Danny Elfman music at the end here? Yeah, they definitely used, don't ask me how I know, and you're drunk, by the way. Yes, but, I am. Um, yeah, they used a, a Danny Elfman song. I don't remember which one, but I know it's on the uh, Music for a Darkened Theater CD. And it wasn't in the Chinese ones, that, which leads me to believe it's the American production company that probably... Right. <laughs> Swapped it in there. 
they okay. noticed whether they had the right to it or not. I may be drunk, but you're a nerd. I don't know. Is that I am nerd? a film critic. Uh, crit- yeah, buff. I think there connoisseur is. Connoisseur, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. All right, let's take it over to Jeff. And I'm going to immediately sober up and take it into manga review of awesomeness territory here. Jeff, I'd like to speak with you about the pacing of the movie <laughs> and the relevance of the original story and deviations therefrom. You expect and- me to give you a coherent answer when I feel that this has been abuse. <laughs> I should be calling the cops. I should be having you arrested. <laughs> I should be getting more drunk. <laughs> You can do so. Jeff, speak to me because my head is all over the place well, right well, now. Well, ans- answer, was it more like the actual Dragon Ball manga or more like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> it was more like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with the bats, with the drugs, <laughs> with the random, the random, random hallucinations and the alligators. <laughs> I don't understand. The that. alligator! <laughs> So good. Holy freaking crap. That was the best co-star in the movie. This I I swear to god this is not like Dragon Ball at all. This is I mean this felt more like a Journey to the West ripoff than a Dragon Ball ripoff. I, I, I feel it combined the two to extraordinary proportions. And I've never read Journey to the West, and I feel it Well, you don't need more. to. You just saw this movie. Like, apparently. You're set for life. Let's talk about When the were there new- aliens and spaceships in Journey to the West? Well, that's what Did I'm I? getting to. We are going <laughs> oh, to talk okay. about the all-new special effects to introduce this to an all-new generation. Immediately when the movie started, I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember spaceships coming towards Earth. Dude, that, that was awesome. Did they get Industrial Light and Magic to do those? Yes, effects? they did. That was Wasn't totally it Lucas. So well done, well produced. Just it meshed perfectly. In all seriousness, I actually thought it did mesh with the footage pretty well because it was just cheesy enough. Right, right. Like the footage was cheesy enough, the effects were cheesy enough, and the one that really stuck out to me was when Kami Sending walked out with the turtle head. I actually thought that looked really good. And That's because you were drunk <laughs> and completely it did out of not, it did not. It did not fit at. Oh, I thought all. it, and then it randomly turned into completely CGI. Oh yeah, it turned into like Tekken or something. Yeah, it, <laughs> when they were fighting, it looked Come like on. a Saturn fighting fighting game or something. All right, let's Ultra. talk about that because it did it twice during the movie. One in the movie, and then during the ending credits, the Goku versus Yamcha fight when it just randomly turned to CG. Thoughts? I have nothing. It was all polygons. It was so 1995. Andrew, you're like, hey, it's a Saturn fighting game. Ring out! (laughs) I was holding my hands out like I was grabbing a controller. (laughs) How many people are going to get this joke between us? It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) What are the special effects for there? Red of lightning? AM2 handled this. I like the makeup and costume design. You actually legitimately said during the movie they were doing a phenomenal job with character development. <laughs> yes. I really got a feel for the characters, and they were really three-dimensional, uh, and they were well-developed. Uh, you got real insights into... Wait a minute. This is Bill Cosby's oh, no, I was, acting role. I was thinking about Jeff. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's harsh. The Jello someone, pudding. Someone <laughs> the Jello pudding. Please bring up something else. I have no idea what to talk about. The movie is just 
Mary, okay. you're the most sober one here. Okay, so you were saying that this movie was pretty much the most closely aligned to Dragon Ball Movie 1, which I actually don't remember much. Yes, alright, thank you, because there's the guy, and they put all the Dragon Balls in the stomach, and there were the two henchmen, there's the female and the guy, I don't remember, it's been a long time myself, and things happen, and they summon the dragon, and there's, a, there's Pansy! She was a little girl, so that's who that was. So yes, this most closely mirrors Dragon Ball Movie 1. So Jen. Yes, Jen is Pansy. (laughs) Who the hell's Pansy? Jen's a Pansy? Pansy's a little girl in Dragon Ball Movie 1. We have the Dragon Box. Let's watch the movie, and then we no, no more no, Dragon Ball God, movies. No, God, no. It's not even subtitled. Doesn't matter. This movie might as well not have been subtitled. It didn't really matter. What else can we talk about with Tyler's running all over here? <laughs> what else can we mention about this movie? We've talked about the special effects. We've talked about its relevance to Dragon Ball Movie 1. There's some Journeys to the West stuff in there where the Oolong character was talking about his uh, it being a descendant of the pig spirit. And I have a question. Kind of yes, please, because I'm <laughs> rambling. What do you want to say, Jeff? Since when did Goku just automatically at the beginning of the start with, like, magic powers, okay? And flying. And flying. How many times, Mary, I remember at least twice you said, I see the wire. Yeah, it was really early on. Oh, like three times I saw wire. And this is the remastered edition. (laughs) You still saw the wire. So they couldn't be bothered to, like, paint over the wire. How hard is that? Let's talk about Oolong's transformation. Let's talk about racism. Oh, my God. (laughs) What about racism? Racism. He was supposed to be a black guy. You couldn't tell that? (laughs) No, Someone said, I didn't know people could be that dark. He was painted black and then he had like pink lips. And then Goku said, like, oh, I didn't think humans could be so dark. (laughs) The transformation, though, we also compared this to the original DVD release. In the new one, it's actually a pretty decent looking CG bat. And in the original, it's like this 2D, two color, black and blue bat that kind of flies off. Thoughts? I like that better. You like the original better. Because they throw the sock onto the wall. Yes, Yes, Jeff said it was a sock with wings. (laughs) Nice. You reminded me of those old Disney movies with Dick Van Dyke dancing with cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other character. How about King Zorn? Um, Mary, Zorn? you mentioned him. Was it Horn? King Horn. King Horn. King Horn. Zorn Horn. Doesn't matter. It's Chinese. Who the fuck cares? So, <laughs> Whoa. He, he had these lightning effects going on. And yes, those were new to this the version of the movie. The dragons in the Dragon Balls were new? I'm pretty that sure those excessive. were new. Yes. I noticed a lot of stuff that was new. What other stuff? The spaceships you mentioned, Kami Sending with the, the turtle head and the effects in the Dragon Balls. There was the monks with the like the floating transparent characters going on. What other special effects stood out to anyone? Anything the at all? The cloud was misty. The cloud was new. The cloud had a face at one point in time. It's creeping me out, man. It was very creepy. In the original, it was just like this animated yellow blob. Right. I don't even know how to describe it. Anything else? I am so done. Someone else talk about something. Well, there were the spaceships. Oh, yeah. The they, it, I think Good. it looked like the old ones were models, and then they used CGI that looked really bad. Yes. Yeah. I thought it looked great, but, you You're know. an idiot. We know. Yes. Jeff, you had something yes. else to Yes. Oolong. Oolong transformed as Bulma had bigger boobs. Yes, I think. And we were waiting. Does that count as a special effect? 
Putting a sock in your bra. That's we're the only thing I paid attention to. We're going to see something right here. <laughs> Look, that's the only thing I paid attention to. Oh, yeah, the there are the movie. eyes popping out of the. The eyes oh, popping the eyes out of popping. his head. Those that's phenomenal. I knew I was Looney leading to something. Going on. It's remember. like they just saw the mask and was like, whoa, that's a really cool special <laughs> effect. Let's throw that in there. Let's make yes. it look like a wolf with a long tongue. Blech. Anything else? Um, Mary. You saw the end of the original movie with the sock puppet compared to the original. <laughs> we just watched it. Like, thoughts, thoughts, concerns. They're both just as bad. Talking about the dragon? Yeah, 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 yeah. How could anything be worse than this movie as a whole? The American know. one? I think I've actually Coming. seen worse. Seen so, worse Hong Kong movies. Well, let's conclude this. We've been going for over 10 minutes, which is more <laughs> than this movie deserves. This wasn't so much a review as it was a drunken rant. About special effects. We didn't mention the fact that the movie looked like it was taking place in Australia. <laughs> and it was an Australian movie. Oh, the other thing I remember. And the white person, the one white person in the movie. There is one white like lion The beginning of the movie was very shaky in its footage. And it seemed like after that, it kind of cleared up and was fine. They showed the Who rushes to the shit? producer and well, got more money. I just remembered it, so I wanted to mention it. This is an objective review. And we need to cover everything in the movie. There's remember. nothing objective about this review. I don't know. Yeah, remember, this movie is shit. <laughs> Closing thoughts. First off, how should this movie be enjoyed? And what the way we of, watched it drunk, The way we watched it Completely tonight. drunk. Multiple people, ass loads of alcohol. That is how this movie should be watched. I think acid would have helped. Acid <laughs> would have helped. Ooh, I would have loved to have tripped this movie. All right. How about as a Dragon Ball movie? I'm going to first ask Mary, as a Dragon Ball fan, how do you feel as a Dragon Ball movie? First off, how did this compare to some of the Toei movies? What Toei movies? The animated ones? Yeah, exactly. Well, this didn't feel like a Dragon Ball movie, so I I don't feel like it counts. Was it better than No! Was it better than movie four? That's a tough call. <laughs> well, for sheer entertainment value, I will say this was better than we'll movie say yes. four. All right. Mary, let me get your closing thoughts then. Okay. Just I can't believe speak. you paid for this movie twice. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. I'm going to just keep going because I remember everyone's names in this order. Andrew. <laughs> Closing thoughts on this movie. I, I think if you have to compare it to something like a Street Fighter movie. Okay. Where it's that kind of relevance where it's like you have sort of some of the same characters and that's about where the similarities and maybe uh-huh. one or two plot points match up. And I don't really know Dragon Ball, so I right. can't really comment on it. Uh-huh. But I have to say it's it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I really thought it would be... Bad. It was. It was better. The special effects are cheesy, but you know what's well for the most part. You more or less knew what was going on. And we should say this was the remastered edition. Yeah. So the special effects you thought did did they mesh well overall? There were a couple that certainly there, there did were, not. Right. There were a couple parts where I think it meshed in all right. Um, and if you compare it to other Hong Kong movies, this was this was middle of the road. Okay. You could you can do a lot worse than this. You can do a lot better, but you can do a lot worse. So it was it was watchable for you. No? It was watchable under the right circumstances, being with some friends. If you knew what you're getting into, if you uh-huh. were if you weren't expecting something if you weren't expecting something to have a great plot, if you were more or less just expecting a bunch of random fight scenes. You're ready to have a good funny time for an evening. Right. Great movie to watch. 
I, I, you are not going to get me to say great and that movie in the same sentence. All right, fine. But it it, 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 it was it was watchable. It was I had, it was it was fun tonight to watch it. All right, let me turn it over to Jeff then. Jeff, um, quick plug: you're going to be here next week for our manga review of Awesome is Volume Eleven. Really? Yes. Oh. Right. So this movie, give us your closing thoughts. You were familiar with all of the characters and the settings and the attacks and all that kind of stuff. And it meant nothing when watching this movie. (laughs) I don't see any resemblance between this and what I've read in the manga. In fact, if you have any sense of Dragon Ball fandom, I urge you not to watch this movie. I enjoyed myself. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god! I've, I just got off the phone with nine one one. They're coming to kick your ass, <laughs> and they're taking me home, which is four doors away. All right, Jeff. As a movie, mm-hmm. similar to Andrew, in the right setting. Yes, because who should watch this? How should they watch? All right, this? look. If you're the type of person who gets a group of guys gets drunk and watch like nineteen eighties comic book movies, and Andrew and I listed a couple before. Like, uh, what was the one you said? Was it Captain? Oh, America? Ca- Captain America. Captain America. Yeah, and I said Fantastic Four. If you've seen the shit balls that those were you could pretty much tolerate this one i mean i've seen worse movies this was this was really really freaking bad but it wasn't horrible like the fantastic four one i'm sure captain america's worse and and i mean this movie knew it was not a piece of cinematic brilliance and that's what made it so good in a way is like is that it was self-aware of its campiness but like there were scenes where uh, Oolong, you know, like disappears from a fight and shows up on the side of a cliff, and yet somehow Goku automatically knows where he is. <laughs> yeah, where the hell did they go to? They were they were in the middle of a jungle, and then they and were then in the cliffs. middle of the desert. And then cliffs. Where did that appear? Where they come from? So logically, you know, putting this movie in any sort of context just doesn't work. Just, I mean, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, just don't watch this. If you're like a fan of bad movies, then yeah, get a couple drinks and some friends and watch it. Mike, I can understand you could not watch this by yourself. No, no, you absolutely. That's going to be my closing comment. As a Dragon Ball fan, you should not watch this movie <laughs> by yourself. You're making it sound like the Ring video or something. Like, <laughs> not watch it alone. In seven days, I will make be. Make sure dead. you show it to a friend and make it copy for them (laughs) now as a dragon ball fan do not watch this by yourself on like a tuesday night this is going to ruin your fandom it's that kind of thing where you have to just go with the flow and realize that it's something separate from the original just have a good time like we did tonight and then go play rock band afterwards that was a good time <laughs> oh, I had fun. You know what? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Joy, back we're leaving. To where you came from. <laughs> I would say. All right, we gotta stay for rock band. This this is the closest I've ever been to tripping acid. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. So, does anyone else have any closing thoughts on Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition? Call it Journey to the West, the movie. Okay, Andrew. Don't call it a movie. Fine. Call it a cinematic experience. <laughs> Mary, closing thoughts. Goku makes a hot chick. Goku makes a hot chick. There you have it. Mary's thoughts on the movie. And with that, we wrap up our review of Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition. And it's time to turn it over to the releases. 
We have one release for this week. It is the end of November, and we are not yet into December, so we will do the one. Mary, something's over in Spain. What do these Spanish yeah. kind, lovely folks have to look forward to? They get stuff. Yay. They get a remastered DB, DBZ DVD, volume 16. Isn't that fun to say? DBZ I know. It's a bit much. It's a two-disc set, and it contains episodes 126 to 133, and it's La Saga de Cell. You can buy it for 24.95 euros, and you can read more about it on ZonaDVD.com. There you go. So that's it for November. We'll pick it up next month with December. And now it is time for the emails. I just want to do one email this week because I find this one extremely hilarious. I love it. I love new listeners, and I love hearing what they're doing with the show, like where they're starting, what they think about that material, where they're going from there. So as a tribute to new listeners, we're going to read one email from one new listener. Mary, I'm enjoying listening to you. Oh, jeez. So why don't you read this one email here from Captain Pegbeard. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's really unique. It is indeed. <laughs> I really like that name. Okay. Hello to all of you at Dicentury X. I appear as Captain Pegbeard on the forums. I love what you do with the website and the podcast. I've just listened to your first year anniversary episode, and it's odd being a year behind on all the great material you guys have put out. I was wondering if you would read this email on the podcast. When I catch up to current episodes in the future, it'll be interesting to see how long it took me to get there. A nostalgic message from the past, if you will. Thanks a lot. Keep up the great Great work. The captain. (laughs) I just really love this email. I thought it was cute and it'll be sentimental at some point in time. Yeah, I want to see how long it takes him. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I know how long it took you, Mike, to start from the beginning. Oh, Jesus God. And that was like listening to six episodes a day. Sometimes nine at work. Good time. Well, I don't know if it was really good times, but it was certainly educational times. It was time. So yes, it was the time captain. spent. Not well spent, it was just time it, spent. It was time spent. Captain, when you get around to this episode, it is your duty and obligation to immediately drop whatever it is you are doing at the moment. Run over to your computer and send us another email to Mary. Well, not to Mary, but Mary, where would you send this email to? You could send all emails to podcast at com. That's spelled P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-S. X.com. Cool shiz. So there's the captain for you. Uh, I was hoping it would be Captain Morgan and he would send me lots of free rum. Alas, it is Captain Pegbeard and I don't know what it is that Captain Pegbeard produces. Thoughts? He produces pegs that you wear on your chin. beards for people who have lost their beards in battle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know many people that have lost their beards in battle, Julian? Um, like maybe there are pirates who have had that problem. <laughs> this guy. I don't know. All right, so that's the captain. Let's, uh, I guess, close out the episode. Good times. We had news. What a topic that was. I can't believe that we watched that movie and talked about that stuff. I have no recollection of this. With those people. Me neither. And- <laughs> Good times. Mary, I'm looking at the figures over here, and our yellow Goku has fallen on top I of Ginyu. I know. It's so perverse looks looking Looks like they're doing angle. some dirty stuff over there. And then we got this Goku over here that's got his hands in his crotch.
crush. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, I will return my uh, gaze over to the notes. Let's talk about upcoming episodes. Next week, I really think we'll be able to pull it off when we say we will. Because Jeff is around the corner. I have volume 11 on my desk. And I already read it. And Mary already <laughs> read it. It was just that good. So we are well on our way to being prepared for next week's manga review of awesomeness. We are indeed onto volume 11 of the original Tanko Bone graphic novel, whatever you want to call it. We are closing in on the end of the 22nd Tenka Ichi Budokai. So, Julian, do you think you can uh, mosey on over and do that with us next week? Well, I don't know about moseying on over, but I can certainly join you. Just keep in mind that the very next day I'll be having a rather important test on Japanese, and I'll be wanting to study for that too, so let's not take too long on Well, we can arrange our recording schedule appropriately. Okay. We're looking out for you. Awesome. That's right. So we got that. My plan for the week after that is to do our final thoughts on Sparking Meteor. So if I say it now, and I listen to myself saying it, it will give me incentive to do it, so I don't look like a dirty, rotten liar. However, there are things working against me, and these things are Rock Rock Band Band and Super Mario Galaxy. So... We will see how this uh, goes on from here. We have lots of other great stuff planned in the future. That's going to wrap up this episode. Phenomenal. Good times. Enjoyment. Uh, Let's say goodbye to everyone. Mary, you are over here to my less than proverbial right. You are a woman who likes Dragon Ball and enjoys kitties and was playing rock band with her parents today. You know... I think this is a good thing. Would you not give me crap for this? I'm not giving you any crap whatsoever. I enjoy and admire all of these things. Because you cooked me dinner tonight, and you are a phenomenal woman. I am. Thank you. I love hearing this. So I'm getting rid of you now. (laughs) Now it's time for you to go to sleep. What do you want to do? Me? Yeah. What, now? Yeah. A nap. What do you mean take a nap? It's 20 minutes and 9 at night. I am tired. I don't know... Let's let's play rock band. You want to play rock band? Yeah. All right, let's play I'll rock band. I'll sing horrifically. Uh, fantastic. I will too. Julian, oh, let's man. get rid of you. Oh. You're a pretty cool guy that hangs out with me over on Daisenshu EX, and you owe all of our listeners lyrics to Super Survivor. I haven't yes, forgotten I, about it. I've been studying, okay? <laughs> I have a test next week. Are you ter- studying the extra kanji that appear in this song that you don't know? Hopefully. All right. That's well, my intent. We can at least say because you're the, working on it. The more proficient I get in Japanese, the easier it becomes for me to translate the lyrics, okay? <laughs> hey, I am with you 100%, man. I'm behind you. Yes. I have to put that out there because if I don't, the emails come. So I'm fending off. I'm like the ninja in front of you. And there's these emails coming. I'm like, what? And I, I like karate chop the emails away. I'm protecting you. <sighs> if you insist. I, I do insist completely. So, Julian, you and I, Daisen Chewy yes. X, where do you find it, man? You can find us on the internet at http colon slash slash www full stop D A I Z E X full stop C O M. That's daisyx.com. So, that's the end of the episode. That's Mary. Say bye. Bye. off in the distance. What song are you going to do first? Jet. Are you going to be my girl? All right. Julian, what song are you... Oh, wait. You can't play with us. He can play remote. The song I'm going to do first is Super Survivor. <laughs> that Good is answer. the answer of the century. Phenomenal. So that's Mary. That's Julian off in Japan. 
This has been episode 104 of Daizenshi BX, the podcast. It's a Dragon Ball podcast. Hopefully you like Dragon Ball. If you don't, well, you listen this far anyways. You must like it. That's it. Goodbye. I am Mike the Brie, Vegito EX, and I'm so sick. Julian, do you have any Dragon Ball anecdotes for us this week? Oh, let's see. I was um, <clears throat> invited to eat Latin graders when I was at the elementary. <laughs> All I hear there was like you were invited to eat children or something. <laughs> Start that one over. <laughs> That's not, not bad. <laughs> Start it over. <laughs> Kiss mermaids wrote the El Nino. Walk the sand with the crustaceans. Could find my way to Maria on a wave of mutilation. A wave of mutilation. A wave of mutilation. Wave. Yeah. Wave.